Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. I have the privilege of sharing with you today on the subject of hearing your father's voice. I got to know the church in 2018 because in 2019 last year, seems a long way away, doesn't it? Um, I ran a prophetic introduction course with Fiona Pollard in the West End building and looking to run an online one yeah, starting late October with David and Lynn Aubrey-Jones. So my subject today is hearing your father's voice. Uh, and my goal for a subject that some people don't find easy is to help you hear your father's voice much more clearly, be confident about how it happens um, and ways that you can improve your hearing over time. My first slide says, appreciate who we are. And I think that's the perhaps most important point is to appreciate that we are children of God. The Bible teaches that we've been adopted by Father. We have been chosen and we are now his children. And it says in verse 17, now, if we are children, we then are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We are very much his children. And the Bible teaches us that we call out to him as our father. And I think hearing from God is important to consider as a conversation, a conversation between two people, a parent, a father and a child. And really, that's something that's very special, very natural, very normal and not something that should be complicated. You need to know that your heavenly father is somebody who wants to communicate with you, wants to walk close with you, is very much in love with you um, and is not making this process difficult. Um, the Bible also teaches us that the Holy Spirit who came to us after Jesus ascended, the spirit of truth, lives with us and in us. And that is really perhaps one of the most powerful promises Jesus made before he left the disciples that he would live within us and in us. Um, so the Holy Spirit basically is a mobile phone. God invented the mobile phone long before we did. Um, there are pluses and minuses to mobile phones, um, but the ability to hear God and have that special ringtone is there. And if that's not important enough, in John 10, it says, my sheep will know my voice. You will recognize God's voice. And also more importantly, it does say there that they will not recognize a stranger's voice. So there is confidence here. The Bible is really saying this is something that God intends to do. God is keen on doing and is something he's going to make easy for us because we're in a relationship. Um, you would think that if any father didn't talk to his children, we'd sort of probably report that as abuse. So this is something that's really very natural and very normal because we are his children, because we are his children. And the Holy Spirit living within us means that something that makes it easy for us to hear him. I just need to go through the mechanics with you. Um, I want to give you three testimonies as we go through to give you some practical illustration. My first one is on how God puts thoughts in our mind. And it was quite a few years ago when we were driving around holiday. And, you know, as you go on holiday, you're hoping that you remember the one thing you've forgotten so you can go on holiday and enjoy it. 
Um, and we weren't far from home when I thought I heard Julie say to me, you've left the front door open. The voice was so loud in my mind, I thought it was Julie. And when I turned to her, she said, no, um, we laughed about it. Was it just a crazy thought? Was it something that wasn't important? But we decided to go back and check. And lo and behold, we had left the front door open. And that began a journey of recognizing that God pops thoughts into your mind. Not all your thoughts, and sometimes we do get this wrong. But a good example this week, this very week, was we just couldn't find Julie's charger for her laptop. Got an old Lenovo laptop and we couldn't find the charger. And after three days, there was stress in the family because we couldn't find it. Some of that because of my OCD, but there was stress in the family. And then I had this thought in my mind, ring Kate, who's our oldest daughter. Uh, and when we rang her, we discovered that in their rush to go home after they'd stayed with us a couple of months ago in a visit, they had scooped up Julie's charger and lo and behold, it was there. So God, the Holy Spirit puts thoughts into our mind. The second thing to recognize is God's language, recognizing his language. God speaks to us in so many ways. And I hope this slide really emphasizes the big variety of the ways that God calls us. They're not all the ways that God speaks to us that are in the Bible, but they're probably the more common ones. Um, they're not spooky or frightening. They're very practical. They're very normal. Uh, and they're ones where there are clear, memorable stories of how God used these. Um, the first one I picked out is God uses sight. Um, Peter had a vision. What's a vision? It's not, for, it's not for special people. Vision is having television screen pictures without the television. It's almost like having a dream during the daytime. It can be colored or black and white, it can be moving, but it's something that overlays what your physical eyes seeing so that you actually see something else. Uh, and Peter in Acts 10 had a vision and it was very meaningful in his life. Um, and change things significantly for us who are those who aren't the Jews, the Gentiles. God uses dreams. I think we can all think of many stories where God has used dreams. And Joseph, who was Jesus' father, was somebody who um, had two significant dreams and one sent them to Egypt and one brought them back to Egypt. And the whole story of Jesus' childhood is significantly affected by dreams. Um, impressions is probably the most common way that God speaks to me. I get fuzzy, dotty pictures in my mind of trees, lighthouses, valleys, cars, homes, people's faces, um, and they pop into my mind, not words, but impressions, pictures. Uh, about 75% of us are very picture orientated and find that easy. And I find impressions like thoughts are something that Bob pops into my mind. Um, God speaks through words. He uses his audible voice. There's the story of Samuel where clearly God spoke with his audible voice so much so that Samuel thought he was being called out by somebody else. Um, I don't know why is the audible voice is the one everybody wants. I've never heard God's audible voice, but it's in the Bible, so it could happen. The still small voice, or as the uh, modern translations call it, gentle whisper, a bit old fashioned. I like still small voice. I think it says it as it is is that still small voice in your head. And Elijah is the one when he was at one of his lowest moments in his life. 
He was out in the desert, blaming everybody else, wishing wishing and wanting to die. Um, and God, interestingly, didn't appear in the charismatic earthquake. He doesn't appear in the charismatic wind and he didn't appear in the charismatic fire. It was when Elijah heard the still small voice. He came out from the cleft in the mountain to meet his God. Um, you'd expect the Bible to be in there. The Bible is clearly one of the most powerful ways that God communicates with us. I don't understand how in my Bible study notes, which were probably written six months ago, printed three months ago and only posted to me a month ago, that I can regularly, not all the time, but regularly enough to notice, open my Bible study notes for the day. And they are exactly on the subject that I'm wrestling with or thinking about. I don't know how that works, but the Bible, the, the Bible verse, we call it, that leaps off the page at you. Somebody has highlighted it without highlighting it is how the Bible speaks to us. And it is a complete work. Um, the Bible teaches us that it has everything in there for every situation. For so for those of us who are challenged with our current circumstances, um, maybe even finding them really hard, our answers are in the Bible if we want to go looking for them. Yes, angels are one of the ways that God um, speaks to us. Um, um, I think as evangelicals, uh, angels have got a bad name at occasions because people get completely preoccupied with them um, and make far too much emphasis on them. They are God's messengers and the Bible is full of times when they brought significant messages. Um, if you're interested, Julie and I think we once did meet an angel when we were very, very lost. Um, but you'll have to read page 58 of the first course manual. Find somebody with the first manual and read page 58 and you can see our, was it, wasn't it, was it, wasn't it, situation. Um, gifts of the spirit, gifts of wisdom, gifts of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, which is my main teaching subject, um, are ways that God can speak to us. Um, and then there is speaking to us through others. And the fact that it may not be supernatural doesn't mean that we can't receive real, mature, godly wisdom from other people. I have had mentors most of my life and they have helped God shape me into all I am today. So others. So there's a whole variety of ways God speaks to us and there's not others. Um, the second illustration I want to give you is what I call God appointments. Some people call uh, there are other things that are God instances, God incidences. Um, but these are God appointments where you you meet somebody unexpectedly, but it is very timely. And for now, um, I have been without a publisher for my second course manual. Um, quite recently and really struggling to find one because with the courses starting again online, um, it's something that I'm going to need. And a friend of mine sent me an email and said, hey, haven't met you for a while. Um, can we go out for a coffee? Can we do social distancing coffee? Can we have a Zoom online? Um, uh, hey, by the way, if you haven't had a publisher, I bumped into this guy, give him a call. Well, I did give him a call. And to my great surprise, he was really keen on publishing my next manual because he specializes in the prophetic within the church and so my manual fitted in really well with that and more encouragingly he is opening an American office later this year which may or may not really help me a God appointment we can say these coincidences um, but like when we pray they happen far too often and then in my last slide I've put it keep it simple we, we do have the enemy around us, 
trying to put doubts in our mind. And you need to remember the story right at the beginning of the Bible where God, uh, sorry, where our enemy undermined Eve by saying, did God say? He used the fake news statement of challenging the actual facts. And, and what Eve found herself is instead of suddenly being in a place where she knew what was going on, God had said, she suddenly found herself in a minefield and didn't know which way to turn without it actually causing trouble. So beware of the enemy who's trying to put doubts into your mind about these principles, because speaking and hearing from God as a child of God is our right and inheritance and is promised us. Um, Jesus taught in John 16, 7. But very I true, truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And as I mentioned earlier on, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would come and live with us and live in us. Well, it's, you're not praying at the ceiling when you feel God can't hear you because the Holy Spirit dwells right within us. He cannot get any closer to us than he is. And for me, probably, you know, I guess as a prophetic person, everybody expects that me to have these amazing visions and experiences. And I'm just a normal Joe like everybody else. God speaks to me most through thoughts, through appointments and through coincidences. And I've given you an example of one of the thoughts, ways God speaks to me. I've just given you an example of appointment. And at the end of this slide, I'll give you an example of a coincidence. Um, John 16, 13 to 15. I think it's, it's a wonderful verse. It really promises us, uh, and remember this is a promise, that we will hear from God um, I'm going to read it out, but I want you to I want to point out to you that in it, it uses the words guide, speak and declare six times. Now, this is the Holy Spirit being active. This is not you and me running around like headless chickens going, what is God saying? I don't know what God is saying. This is the Holy Spirit whose ministry to you and I is to actively and all these are actions is to actively guide you to actively speak to you and to actively declare. So listen out for these words. John 16, 13 to 15. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare it to you, the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. It is a biblical promise that it's the Holy Spirit's ministry to guide us into all truth. Um, in John 14, it says the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And in John 16, it says he will guide us into all truth. If we are willing to be guided, if we are willing to be taught, if we are willing to be led, that's all we need to be. The word all is in there in both statements. And I think that is a wonderful promise that you and I can live on. Um, some of you may be of my generation. Some of you may be too young to know this. But when I was a child, the government brought in a how to help children cross the road in a safe way. And they developed um, a advertised statement. Stop. Look. Listen. And for me, this is exactly how I practice hearing from God. If I feel he's speaking to me, I stop. 
You need to stop what you're doing. Uh, unfortunately, father often speaks to me at the most inconvenient times. So it may mean pulling over in the car, just like you can't take the phone um, when you're driving. Um, it might be while you're washing up. It might be while you're shopping. It might be while you're walking. It may be while you're at work. But it's time just to stop and make sure you catch his message. Remember, he's the still small voice. He's not the still loud voice. Then to take time to look at what you feel God is doing and then listen out to him to catch all he's saying. And my big encouragement to you, a verse that I love, comes from Hebrews 5.14, which basically summarized means practice makes perfect. It says in Hebrews 5.14, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Practice makes perfect. It gets better the more you do it, the more often you do it. I'm not perfect at it. I'm still learning. But I am hearing a lot of what God says. Uh, and as the quote says at the bottom of this slide, being a good listener means taking time to hear what the other person has to say. So um, that finishes. Oh, no, I've forgotten my my testimony, my best story yet. Um, my my youngest daughter was having a really difficult time at work with a really unpleasant manager. She'd been there uh, not very long and it was turning out very difficult. And her and I were obviously in conversations about it. We were having the difficult conversation of why is God doing this to me? Um, and I was away at a conference and found myself in a bookshop, which I don't really go into because unfortunately I'm not a good book reader. I know that's a, that isn't good, but I'm not a good book reader. And so I turned around and went to leave the bookshop. And as I passed, I, as I passed the till, I noticed that they put a poster up on the wall and they'd framed it. It was about A4, slight A3 size. And it basically said the best is yet to come. And it was like one of those Bible verses that leaps off the page. It hit me like it was it means something. Uh, uh, this is a coincidence that means something. Uh, so I asked the shop if I could buy it. They said it wasn't for sale. And I assured the gentleman serving that if if he told his manager I was going to give him money for it, he'd pass it over. So he did. And I I then took a photograph of it. it's lovely the way we can take photographs with our cameras and I sent a picture to Emily who was at work um, and I got a very I'm still struggling type of reply um, and I wasn't sure did I get it did I miss it was it wasn't it wasn't sure the wonderful end of the story is Emily went home that evening um, and on her doorstep was a job application form that a friend had seen and decided it was a job that would just suit her exactly and had applied for it and had it sent to her. And that began a journey to a much happier career, all starting with a coincidence. I could have just said, it's just a coincidence. It doesn't mean something. But my heart responded to it. It seemed to leap off the page. It seemed to mean something. So that coincidence turned into a very happy ending. Thoughts, appointments and coincidences.